So I invite you all to bring your mindfulness to the meditation and specifically to your kamatana or meditation object with sincerity, focus on what your main meditation technique is. The essential element when meditating is the maintaining of sati or mindfulness. This is what is essential. Sati sampajanya or clear knowing and awareness is of profound use to us because without it, the defilements that arise can enter and invade our hearts and actions unchecked because we do not see them. However, if we have a degree of sati sampajanya, clear knowing and awareness, then when the defilements come, we know and can be on guard for them. Without such awareness, our view automatically begins to warp into wrong view. And this wrong view leads us on the wrong pathway, one that does not lead to cessation and not to nibbana. However, if we maintain sati sampajanya and work with care, then we can be assured that we will move towards right view and the correct path. To remain on this pathway, the right one, towards Nibbana is essential, but not easy. In our lives, kama and the fruits of past kama, what we call vipaka kama, frequently come up. And because of these past actions, defilements arise in the present moment in our minds and hearts. And these defilements that arise because of past karma and past habits cause us to do more unskillful action and create more causes for future defilement to arise. And this vicious cycle continues unceasing if we do not find a suitable way to escape from it. The path of escape is simply the eightfold, the noble eightfold path, frequently divided into the constituents of sila, samadhi, and panya. Ethics, calm, and wisdom. And this eightfold noble path is constantly in tension with and battling the defilements within us. If it is powerful, if the path is imbued with a sufficient level of mindfulness, then it is able to triumph over the kilesa, the defilements. And we may be assured that we will remain on 
and walk to the end of this path. So it is therefore essential that every day we work to strengthen our mindfulness so that we can thereby strengthen this path. And at first, as we put in the causes for such strengthened sati, we may not see the results immediately. Because of this, it is important that we learn to encourage ourselves and inspire ourselves. We reflect on what our goal is in this life, and we call to mind the examples of those who have gone before us on this path. The Buddha, Anya Kondanya, and other disciples of the Tathagata. One such disciple spoken of in the suttas is Yasa. Yasa was a wealthy heir to a rich family. But one day after a night of festivities with his friends and consorts, he looked around and saw the various dancing women from the night before lying in sleep. And in that moment, he saw them simply as bodies and corpses. And this vision gave rise to a profound sense of disenchantment and dispassion within him. He wandered away from the scene of the party, from his home, looking for some refuge that was neither restless or imbued with this sense of the dissolution of the sense pleasures that he had depended on for so long. And he wandered to the deer park where the Buddha was staying. The Buddha, knowing his mind and the reason for his search, invited him to sit, saying that this place was calm. And Yasa listened to what the Buddha taught, and because of his past merit, was able to understand the Buddha's teaching. So right now, we are also building our paramita, our spiritual perfection, perfections, just as these disciples of the Buddha did in past times. Sometimes we may not have sufficient spiritual strength and our enthusiasm may wane. Our inspiration may disappear for periods. Sometimes we are able to easily hold the five precepts if we are lay people, but sometimes we don't want to. Even if we've previously chanted and been diligent in our meditation practice, 
there come days when we don't feel like doing it. Even if our mind and hearts are frequently calm, there come times when we are invaded by the various defilements, greed, hatred, and delusion. In the past, a lay person came and spoke about how they experienced anger often and asked what they should do about this. It's advisable in such a case to hold that anger away or hold that anger in such a way that it does not come out in action or speech. When one is angry, then one should not give voice to that anger or speak from it. At the very worst, one should walk away from the situation if one is not able to control one's speech. It's not that by, as we begin to practice, all of these defilements immediately disappear. At first, we must use skillful means and also patient endurance to not give in to the kilesa. But little by little, as we practice, these things will go. They will dissipate. One can see anger as a flame burning the heart. The practice of metta or loving kindness is like water, which cools down this constant burning. And so we should work to develop loving kindness and the four divine abidings, the Brahma Viharas. So this vasa, we should work to develop our sati panya, our mindfulness and wisdom. And as we do this, our defilements, including that of anger and aversion, will weaken. As we work on our chanting and keep our mindfulness with it, then our defilements will grow less. Sometimes the mind will wander, but with mindfulness, we bring it back. And then we can be assured that we will be able to see whenever these defilements come, whenever they arise, because we are present at that time. If anger comes, we know, ah, this is anger, this is greed, this is delusion that have arisen in the heart. And this is how we practice. Our teachers have taught us that we must learn to motivate and inspire ourselves, to encourage ourselves, and that we must help our minds grow past their defilements, though this takes effort. This is the path that we all must walk in life, namely the path characterized by the Satipatthana, the four foundations of mindfulness, mindfulness of the body, of feelings, of mind, and of dhammas or mental objects or dhamma categories, however you hope to, or want to translate that. We should practice regularly every day, and one day we can be assured that we will experience deep peace, samadhi, lucid calm. 
it's as if we were out in the world searching for wealth. Such a search would be successful if we were diligent, if we were able to motivate ourselves, if we were clever. And similarly, this in search for internal wealth requires some of the same qualities. We must be diligent. We must be clever. And if we do maintain and develop these qualities within ourselves, we will gain those inner treasures. There are times when we will not be able to motivate ourselves appropriately or adequately. And in such cases, in such instances, we may rely on external supports, perhaps listening to Dhamma talks or the words of another. These are good things and are helpful. If we use these skillful means, then we may be assured that we will be victorious in the end over our defilements. We will win. But if we don't practice, if we don't engage in battle with the kilesa, the defilements, then we will never experience peace. So please pour yourself into this practice with sincerity. Give it your all. Develop your wisdom. As you understand conventional reality, you may experience the unconditioned and the transcendent reality. You will understand that all things that arise also cease. And this vision is of utmost value. So this search for the heart is essential. We look for things outside and in some small way this is necessary in, in life to look to our external conditions and circumstances. But this internal search is by far the most essential thing that we all have to do. So today is July 7th, 2020. We've just entered the three months rains retreat and can use this new period as a point from which we may begin again to apply ourselves to the practice. So now we'll have a brief translation. 